Welcome to the Reinspiring You podcast, a ministry of revitalizing you that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. My name is Jared Williams, and I am glad that you decided to join us today. May this podcast be a place for you to hear teachings, interviews, and stories that encourage you to rethink, regroup, and recharge. Now, here's today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Reinspiring You podcast. A few weeks ago, I talked a little bit about relaxing the mind and some things that I do to relax the mind. Help me refresh, get some fresh ideas, things like that. Well, we're going to go back to that. And today I'm excited because I have a special guest with me today, somebody that I've known for a little while. Um, So Lance Jackson, how are you? Good. How are you, Jared? I'm doing pretty well. So I know a little bit about you because we've been friends for a while, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I am uh, I'm happily married. I've been married for uh, nine and a half years. I have three daughters. My oldest is eight, and the other one is seven, and the youngest is three. Um, being the father of daughters is always interesting, but I enjoy it. Um, I'm a factory worker. I, I uh, work in automotive Automotive factory, however you want to word that. Automotive manufacturing would be the proper term. I go to County Line Church. I've been going there for over 10 years. I love to uh, I love to hunt and fish. I'm a big outdoors guy. I'm very short. <laughs> That's always a character trait. I am a very short guy. I'm 5'5", five five, so I'm 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 pretty little fella. <laughs> That's so, something, right? That's that is something. something. So I, so I suppose then, um, having been married for a couple of years and then having a family, uh, though that can, can keep you busy. Very busy, very busy, especially with the automotive manufacturing gets real complicated sometimes Mm. because it's very much up and down. So there'll be periods of, you might work four days in a week and then the next week you might work six. Um, so that's always been a challenge with family and it's a lot of times with very little notice so i'm very grateful that my wife my family have been very flexible in in the many years i've worked well good so is that something that then you would say would stress you out is that what are some things that would stress you out then is that one of the things you know it's kind of funny because i'm actually uh, a pretty laid-back person uh I, i don't get too awful excited about a lot of things but the problem with my personality with the laid back kind of guy, good old boy, whatever you want to call it, personality. One of the downfalls of that is, is it's kind of like a volcano, you know, it, it builds and it builds and it builds. And then there's usually some sort of eruption, whether it is work related, family related, church related, activities related, you know, the kids and all their sports and everything else. So usually how it goes in my life with stress level is I'm pretty chill. And then all of a sudden I'm not. <laughs> and uh, sadly, the girls, you know, take it on the girls a little bit, yell at them when when they don't deserve it. Or, you know, go out and sit in the, I, I have a barn at my house and I'll go out and sit in the barn and be alone for a couple of hours. That was a challenge early on. My wife did not understand that because she's, she's very talkative. My wife is very much, when she has something going on, she wants to talk through things 
And I'm the polar opposite of that. When I have something going on, I don't want to talk about it at all. I like to resolve it on my own, which relationship with with God has definitely been a big fix for that because then you're not really talking alone. You're just getting alone time mm-hmm. with God and through prayer. That really helps with, with the stress level. Because so I think, you know, with stress and, and worry, I think everyone compartmentalizes it differently. Some people, it's it's always ready to bubble out and they're, it's always on the surface, like ready to come out. And some people bury it deep inside. But what's funny with it is we all experience stress. We all experience worry. There's things in our lives, no matter how big or how small, that that upset us. And I think one thing that we don't do well with each other in society or in churches or anything is understand it like just because it's a small thing to me doesn't mean it's a small thing to you. Yeah. And big things to me are not big things to you necessarily. And in marriage, that was a big one, understanding mm-hmm. that uh, my wife works for Ohio State and some of the things that she deals with that I just think is silly, to, for lack of better words, I just think like, well, how's that stressing you out? But I have developed a relationship with her to understand that it is, and it is important to her, and she's a very driven person, and it really means a lot to her. So, but on me personally, I think with that good old boy laid back mentality, you see that a lot. My father was that way. My brothers were that way of compartmentalizing stress until you don't anymore, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point, too, that that everybody has stresses and some of them are bigger th- for different people. And like you said, what something is big for you may not seem like it's very big for me and vice versa. So um, do you do you find it's difficult to leave stress at work or or does that come home or is it just in that compartment that just keeps building? Uh, yeah, it's in a compartment because I just don't talk about it. Um, gotcha. My like I said, so marriage, my marriage and my work have been very side by side because I've been married for nine years and I've worked at Honda for 10. So my entire marriage, I've worked mm-hmm. in the same place. And I would say for the first seven, at least, my wife didn't even know what I did. She knew I worked on and that was it. Mm. She did not know what I actually did on a day-to-day basis because I just didn't talk about it. I got Because I didn't want to talk about it. I yeah. was very much like my father was the same way. I still to this day don't know exactly what my dad did for a living. It was <laughs> a secret. Also, but I, you know, I don't know. I could not tell you day-to-day what he did day-to-day. You know, that's just mm. how we're wired. Because we want to talk about other things. We want to talk about when we come home. We want to talk about good things, the things that make you happy. Plus, my job is very mundane. I mean, my job is essentially the same every single day. Mm-hmm. But that in itself, I have realized as I've gotten older and in my career, that in itself can be hard. That mm-hmm. in itself can be stressful. Yeah. That it is the same thing every single day. So in marriage, learning to be able to communicate about it has been helping mm-hmm. uh, the last several years here, the last three, four years. Uh, being able to come home and actually talk about it, sure, you know, it definitely definitely helped. So, is that you? You talked a little bit about going outside and and sitting by yourself. Is that a way that you relax, like to oh, refresh your mind? And but most definitely. So, I love my wife, love my family, nothing, you know, love them. But it's hard to truly relax, relax with them because I'm always thinking about. I think it's because I have young children, so I'm always thinking about their needs, like. They need a drink, they need food, they need this, they need that, they want this, they want that. Actually, just before I came on here, they all three were fighting with each other. Uh, so just things like that, you know, like you love them, 
but it's tough because they're in that stage where they cause you a lot of stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. So being around them doesn't always heal that. Mm -hmm. And then also with the wife, with, with my wife, it's, she is dealing with the same thing I am. So when we're alone together, it's hard to talk about it because you're stressed about the kids or whatever. And she's stressed about the kids. So Yes, for me personally, my best way is is to be alone. Um, I'm a big hunter, big fisherman. Uh, I travel a lot. Um, like I said, I have the barn here that I go out to a lot. Uh, I have a cabin in Pennsylvania. Mm. Try to get over there as much as I can. Um, I go out west. Try to go out west every couple of three years. Whenever I do that, I just it's it's a way to get alone with God to be truly alone and to not be worrying about anybody else, not be worrying about other people's needs or wants or desires, and to worry about your own. And prayer time, of course, is is huge with that. So have you ever have you ever had a time where there was something that was stressing you out, or you had some kind of a decision to make that that you really just needed that alone time, that getaway time? Yeah, I can actually give you um, I can actually give you three examples when that has happened. So. The first one, if we go chronologically, the first one I can remember was before I got married, I actually traveled to Wyoming and it was kind of a crazy trip anyway. Before we left, I actually had severely injured my, my thumb, my left thumb, I almost amputated it Oh no! <laughs> with, with a knife by accident. So I had surgery and all that stuff. First surgery in my life. I was a young guy. I wasn't even 21 yet. And uh, so the trip started off bad, whatever. Drove out there, had a good time. But I remember being out there and enjoying the stillness and the just beauty of it all and i remember worrying about you know you always wonder if you got the one you know if if that person's the right Mm -hmm. one for me and all that stuff and i remember very clearly god speaking to me in that silence that yes you marry sarah yes she is the right one for you and a lot of peace came from that so that was kind of my first experience with that of when you truly get alone and when you're alone with god it makes things much more direct and can really set your soul at peace. And, and with that point, another little point I want to make with that is you see in the Bible a lot, you know, when Jesus, what I believe was stressed out, I mean, it doesn't say that, but when the crowds were following him and he was getting crowded a lot, he would go get on water or he'd go get in the mountains. And I think that, I think that a lot of us today where we have, where it's tough for a lot of us, I think nature is good for a lot of people. And not if you hunt or fish or regardless, like it's not about that. If you're just getting outside, going to a park, going to um, a walk in the woods somewhere, um, whatever it is you enjoy doing, if you get outside, I think that there's something with that with Jesus in the Bible when he went and got alone to bring peace to him, you know, and he went and prayed. So that was my first example. My second example was actually not terribly long after that. I was in Kentucky with my dad and brother. We were elk hunting. And I got a phone call from, we were married then, me and my wife had gotten married. I got a phone call from my wife and her mother, my mother-in-law had to have emergency brain surgery. She had, she had a brain tumor. So here I am, I'm on this hillside in a driving snowstorm. And when I initially got the call, it was, it was, this is bad. She might not live through this kind of thing. Um, and especially with my faith where it was at at that time, I was like, this is it. Like my mother-in-law is going to die. And I love my mother-in-law dearly. And I remember the clarity there too, being alone out there in, in pretty much nowhere and praying. Because initially my prayers were, you know, 
we'll just give her a slow, you know, let it go fast, let it no pain, all that sort of thing. And it, and it changed because God sp spoke to me that she was going to live through this. And there was definitely peace in that. And she's still, still alive to this day, um, nine years later. So definitely, again, being alone, having that clarity, God really speaks to me in places like that, in open spaces. I've always had a hard time focusing when I'm in enclosed places. Uh, I, I've always said I, I wish meetings were outside, church meetings or any kind of meeting. <laughs> I, I wish they were outside because it just opens. Which even with meetings, I've had much better conversations in parking lots than I ever have inside the building. It's just best meetings are always after the meeting. They are. The best meetings are always after the meeting. It's always in the parking lot. Even if it is bitter cold, it is, it is just better. <laughs> you know, it really is. And then the third one actually involves church again. Um, different things going on in church. I was on the church board and, and different things were going on, different chaotic things or whatever. And I had, I had scraped some time for a weekend trip to the cabin and I took a half day on a Friday and I was traveling to, to go to the cabin and I got, I don't even remember. It was text messages, phone calls. I think, I think every person on the board called me, maybe not every person, but certainly six of the, of the people called me as I'm, as I'm traveling the cabin and the stress level was super high at this point, you know, because all of it was negative. There was in that phone, all those phone conversations were negative about what was going on. So I got to the cabin couldn't even sleep that night. I was just so upset. And I remember I went outside and it was bitter cold, snowing. I mean, it was like, I think 14 degrees or whatever. And I'm just outside and, and again, clarity, peace, prayer of the situation is going to be okay. It, it got in control of all of it. At the end of the day, what's the point of all of life? And, and, you know, the clarity to me was the point of all life is just to love God with all your heart you love your neighbor as yourself. And if you keep that frame of mind, I think that really helps with any anxiety or stress you have to, to know that God is in control of everything. And to know that even in those kind of situations, there's an end, there's going to be an end, you know, God's going to get you, going to get you through that, through it. You know, a big thing with being a Christian with the whole stress thing that we, I don't think we talk about enough is being a Christian doesn't mean you're not going to go through the hard things. It's just going to have a, you're going to have a much better attitude. You're going to have a much better tool, for lack of a better word. I hate to call God the Holy Spirit a tool, but you're going to have something within you that's going to help you get through this a whole lot easier than people that don't have faith. Well, thank you for that. It's been, that's, a, that's a very good very good thought. And, and you're right. We don't often think of it that way, and we don't often uh, look at, at prayer and, and our, our relationship with God that way. Well, thank you for taking some time with us. Really appreciate it. Maybe you can join us again some other time. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, anytime. 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 All right. No, um, you did, I mean, you're doing a great thing, Jared. This is a good, this is a good podcast. And, you know, it's hard to start things like this because you don't think your voice matters. But, you know, God, God will definitely use it as a tool for his glory. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And uh, thank you for taking the time to, to talk with us today. And now for the rest of you that are listening in podcast land, what about you? Have, is there anything that you do to relax your mind? Do you get away? Do you take that time just to, to get away, to pray? Uh, let us know. You can connect with us on the Revitalizing You Facebook page. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time. 
you for listening to the Reinspiring You podcast. We are glad you took the time to invest in your life today. As always, make sure you have subscribed so you don't miss any episodes. If you like what you've heard today, feel free to drop us a note at rypodcast at protonmail.com. You can also connect with us via the Revitalizing You Facebook page. Please note, homeopathy does not treat an illness. It addresses the entire person and is a matter of the body caring for itself. If you need treated or diagnosed, we here at Revitalizing You believe that the advice of a professional physician is in order. If you would like more information about an online homeopathic class or personal consultation, visit the Revitalizing You website at revitalizingyou.square.site or connect with us on Facebook. The Reinspiring You podcast is a ministry of Revitalizing You that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. Until next time, may you have reoccurring success and God bless.